Sister Lynn started all that off, see. She told me she'd see me next year. I thought I didn't miss them. I thought maybe met the whole year. Good to see you all back. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. I'm really disappointed in Counselor. I'll tell you why, because I was gonna pull her in today and, t and tell her uh, why do you keep fooling around in the hospitals and not going on your own private? Well. <laughs> on your own private. Uh -huh. And I heard she beat me to the point yesterday. <laughs> so, I don't like that, but I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I was going to ask her. That, that was true. And I told yes. Gwen, I said, I'm getting her. <laughs> and so she witnessed that. And that's what we like about over here. We, we, we get us, we go get us over here. All right, all right. I want to talk about uh, something that uh, I want to be serious about a word called relationships. You know, Satan uses any kind of thing that he can mm -hmm. to destroy yeah. us. That's right. And we're doing the 16 deadly deeds. And this one is dull. And people don't understand what dull can do to a relationship. You see? And sometimes when we look at dull and we, let's talk about a relationship, it's like a marriage. Now, you know the church is the bride and Christ is the groom, right? That's right. That's so right. it's like a marriage. And Jesus used parables about marriage all the time because we're the bride, he's the groom. And so there, that means there should be a relationship and he uses parables about normal relationships like husbands and wives. He uses these relationships to educate us and uh, uh, dull, when dull gets, it's a lack of interest or excitement. And that can, let's just use it this way because it'll make more sense. If you are in a relationship, whether it be a marriage or uh, a friend relationship or any, uh, just someone that you really, we used to say hang out with, and you're in that relationship uh, and that relationship starts lacking interest or excitement, then people start. For you married folks up in here, one of the worst things you can do is to do the lack of interest or leave, the, take the excitement out of a relationship. That's right. Because when that relationship gets dull, things can happen. Things can happen. And when it gets dull, things can happen. And, it, and if it gets really dull, we hate to say it, but we grown folks over here, you people can lose folks. And folks will start going outside of that marriage because they have left there's no interest or excitement. 
And then the next word in there is lifeless. It becomes lifeless. That can be in a family, that can be in a friendship. And without life or spirit, it doesn't have any life in it. And so one of the things that I tell a lot of young folks that are in a relationship, here's the key, you better keep doing what you're doing. How you got that person there is gonna keep them there. And sometimes what happens is, folks get into a relationship and the next thing they do is get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, okay, it starts getting dull, sure. right? Yeah. You know, uh, are y'all understanding me? Yeah. Uh, there's, it's, 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 you have to, and I know I'm looking around, some of you in here know what I'm talking about, because you have been in a relationship and be, or been in a marriage and begin to, you begin to get dull and the next thing you know, you're in court. That's just fair, we lifeless, no, that happens, that happens. So, and then we start pointing, people start pointing fingers at each other, this or that, but what happened was they, that relationship got dull and the excitement and the interest got out. And you know, in the human part of us, you see, uh, says, you know, Satan uses these things and he'll say, uh, well, if I'm not getting what I need, get need here, then I'm gonna go outside. It happens all the time. That's right. You all know about 50% of Christians getting divorced now, right? That's right. Which is about the same as people outside the church. You see, the problem is when you get in church, we're afraid to talk like this because we want to, no, we come here to deal with the truth. That's why we come here, right? And so the, 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 we wanna make sure we do this. And so sometimes, you know, Jesus used parables. And so sometimes, you can use songs. I mean, there's, uh, I like uh, movies. I like movies that make sense. And uh, remember the movie, The Way We Were? That's right. Just that title, Enough, is enough that's scary. Because it's saying, the way we were. And so, and, and in that, you don't bring me flowers. You don't sing me love songs. You hardly talk to me anymore. When I come through the door at the end of the day, I remember when you couldn't wait to love me. You used to hate to leave me. That's a love story. That's a love song. That's, a, that's the way a lot of relationships start out. But you got to keep the fire burning you got to keep the fire burning. Yes. That thing will get dull. Mm -hmm. And you remember that. Everything in that song was talking about what you used to do, mm -hmm. not what you're doing. Right. So that means you knew how to get me, but you right. failed to keep me. Are y'all with me? You see what I'm saying? And, and that's in anything. And so that doesn't have to be his husband, wife. That can just be friends or whatever it is. And we do it all the time. And some of you all know you got a friend. You'll see him say, I've been thinking about calling you. <laughs> you see? And, uh, but you know, you know, well, well, no. Then that relationship gets dull. And y'all don't do and talk like you used to, right? right? People do that with me all the time. They'll call, you know, I would call your pastor, but you're so busy. No, that's an excuse that you're using not to make the call. That's right. Because, see, if when I'm your pastor, I love my sheep, then I'm available for my sheep anytime. Right. You made the relationship get dull, not me, because you just right. called me 
You see, it might be a short call, but you can call me. <laughs> you see how it's going to be? But we, we are going to have to uh, start looking in the church two ways. I'm talking about relationships with God and relationships with spouses, family, friends, and church. And that's what this thing is all about. You remember, and it really bothers me sometimes when COVID really hurt the churches because everybody was fired up and all this, and then COVID came in and people didn't come to church and some people never came back to church. That's right. Right? It's because, you know, it got, we let it get dull. And, and it's hard to, I, and you all are kind of young in here, but in the old days, we had wood stoves and coal stoves. And the worst thing, and you know, my job was to never let the fire go out. Because the reason you didn't want to let the fire go out, Brother Jason, it's hard to get it started again. Country folks know what I'm talking about. So you didn't let the fire get out, because if it gets out, and you're the one responsible to keep the fire going, then it's going to be some trouble. And so my job was to make sure that the fire didn't go out. You know, they called me Chet at home. Chet, now you make sure that fire don't go out. Put some killing on there. I'll put some more coal in there, some more wood on there, and you keep it going. Isn't that right? Or you can even do it camping. When you go camping, what do you do? You keep that fire burning, because if you, that thing goes out, then you might have a hard time starting it again. Well. This is the same thing with a relationship. Once you let a relationship get dull, sometimes it's hard to start the fire up again. Are you all with me? Yes. You see? And, so, and it's, so it's a two-way street here. It's the relationship with God, the relationship with spouses, and the relationship with church members. So one of the worst things you can do, I'm going to say it again, is to let the fire go out of a relationship and that relationship get dull. That's right. Because it's hard to make up. It's easy to break up, but it's hard to make up because once that fire gets out, then you got to do double time. And so we're going to talk, and it happens in churches, okay, with church people. And I'm doing this very slow because we need, church folks, we need to step up and start having some strong, strong relationships. You see, when you got a strong... You need somebody in your life. Here's what I tell people. You ought to have somebody in your life smarter than you. That's right. You see? Right? Somebody in your life that you really can count on, that loves you. Okay? There ought to be some people in your life that you don't want that fire to go out because they mean that much to you. That's right. You see? Didn't know, I'll say this, uh, I did never knew that I would ever have to deal with cancer. Brother Roderick talked about it. Do you remember he talked about it? That he had to do, when he got right here and said it, and he had to come to the point where he said, I got cancer. But guess what Brother Roderick and I have that a lot of people don't have? We have spouses. That's right. We have spouses that are there for us. And Sister Gwen is there for me tremendously. You see, you need this, you need that. What, what you're supposed to be, she's telling me, because you know she's on that thing all that, looking at all that. She knows more about what I got than I know what I got. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? And that, is, that, that, and then there's a whole lot of other things that go along with cancer that 
spouses have to deal with. Come on here, y'all. And these, these women in here will tell you that some have had breast cancer. They can tell you that it's a whole different ballgame when you deal with those things. And you, you need somebody in your corner that said they loved you, but that love is there through thick and thin. Right. And see, there's, one, there's two words that we use too loose, love and friend. That's because right. Jesus, when you look in what Jesus talked about, friend, Jesus says a friend will stick closer to you than a brother. That's a proverb, right? And you need that. You need that because sometimes, what if you lose a brother? That's right. Then you need a friend that will stick closer to you than a brother. There are times when we are going to go through things that we need somebody to stand beside us. You understand what I'm talking about? So, so we need to make sure that the relationships, the fire is burning in those relationships. You see, one of the worst things that can happen to folks is when they really get on fire in the, uh, what is, when you get, we don't, we do what y'all do now, before you get married, what's that called? Engagement. All right, so, come on folks, you get, you get engaged, you get engaged, all right? You done every, let me talk to the men, you done everything you could to catch her, but you ain't doing nothing to keep her. Is that okay, Kim? Is that okay for me to say that, right? All right, right. So everything, Logan's <laughs> looking at me like, oh, man. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm telling you. Whatever you've done to catch her is what you need to do to keep her. That's right. I pick on the men because men, hey, when you get in this book, it's on the men. That's right. All right? And that's a whole family. We keep a family together. That's, that's husband, wives, uh, uh, children, such and such. You know what I'm saying? And so what we want to make sure we do is understand what pastor's trying to say today. Y'all need, I've already checked mine because I've had to study this already. You need to check your relationships. Mm. Need to check it. And if you don't have strong relationship with God, spouses, or people, or church members, you need to check yourself. Because there's going to be a time when you're going to need somebody to love you in spite of you. Do you understand? None of you know what you're going to go through the rest of the day. That's right. One telephone call can shake your world. That's right. And you need somebody there that you have a relationship with that that relationship is strong and, and can help you. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes, look at me, when you're so weak you can't fight, you need somebody that loves you enough to fight for you. That's right. You see? That's just life. You see, you understand? Everybody looks at me and says, wow, you look so great going through this. But I have people. First of all, I have a wife that's a powerful strength in my life. Son, Isaac is there for anything, you know. And that there are people in my life that, that help me get through. Do you understand what I'm saying? And some of you here, some of the nice cards and the gifts that you give me, oh, it's just, just not, that influences me. And one of the, look at me. One of the things that keeps me fighting, my family's strong. They already, we got all that stuff taken care of and all that. One of the things that keeps me fighting is this congregation. That's right. Because God has called me to be the shepherd of this congregation, and that I cannot allow anything to cut that relationship between me, God, my family, and this congregation. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? And so, but, so let's see, but I want to talk marriage, and I'm using marriage a little bit here, because you can do, you see, some people, 
think some guys, because I'm going to talk to the guys, because, you know, the guys, we need to get, we need to get a little stronger. Amen. Some guys think just because they got a job and some money and they go to work and come home, sit on the couch, drink a beer, wait for supper, that's all they're supposed to do. Hmm. You see, the old folks say, well, I'm making ends meet. You see what I'm saying? No, some, no, some of us know that, and you've heard that. You see, and so they're doing all of the work, but they're not doing the support that needs to be in the family. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on, guys, y'all with me? That's right. Y'all supposed to have, me and you supposed to have my back. You say you love me. That's right. That's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen. So this is going to get ugly. All right? So we're going to compare this relationship, this church relationship, with, we'll just use to make it easy for me, with a marriage relationship. All right? So that makes it easy for me to work it. Is that okay? That's right. Is that okay? Amen. All right. And so what we do is we want to be a church that understands that we are the responsible ones in the home. We don't want no Adams up in here. We want no Adam likes up in here. We want Christ likes up in here. We don't want any Adams likes up in here. We want Christ likes up in here. All right, y'all women ought to be really glad for me today doing this. Yeah, right? Yeah, all right? Because Adam didn't make it. That's right. That's why they had to send a second one. They called Christ, right? That's right. So we don't want to be like Adam, men. We want to be like Christ. Amen. Right? And we want to be committed like Christ was to us. You see? See, women don't get this. They said man should be the head of the wife and say that's what they just preach in the pulpit and you don't do the rest. They're like Christ was the head of the church. And then it says, and then he gave his life for the church. So gentlemen, Teach your sons and yourself. If you want a life, don't get married. Don't have children. Because once you get them, get married, life's gone. I didn't write nothing up in here. I, 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 didn't write, I didn't write nothing up in here. And some of the women, let me get the women. See, some of the women, you all are, uh, uh, are to... Make sure you get this guy still, right. still getting them fix-ups. Better get them too. You know, make everybody get equal opportunity in here. That's right. That's right. You want them fix up, get them right, get those, you know, go, well, you go buy a fix-up car. You know that thing? That costs you a whole lot. You're better off buying a new. Okay. And so, all right, y'all ready? So we done got to get beating. Let's see if we can do better. Here we go. That's right. We're going to start the lesson today from Revelation chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 1 through 7, starting with the Passion. It says, Write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Ephesus. For these are the words of the one who holds the seven stars firmly in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampshades. You're talking about Christ. Yeah, he's walking around, Mm -hmm. checking things out. Okay, here we go. It says in verse 2, I know all that you've done for me. So, man, this church was good. And we've been working, and they were sending money overseas and helping people and doing good, helping feeding the homeless. 
They're doing, doing stuff. He said, I know that. Here we go. He did. He said, you worked hard and persevered. You worked very hard and you persevered. You, you went to work and you brought your paycheck home and you done the things that you needed to do. You worked hard and persevered. Man, that's a good guy. I know that you don't tolerate evil. And you don't tolerate evil. You pray with your family and you don't tolerate no evil and a bunch of none of that stuff. Okay, God has to be happy with this guy. This guy is working it. Go ahead. He said, you've tested those who claim to be apostles and prove they're not. And this, this church, you're talking about this church, boy, this church, hey, they, they used the discerning spirit and they didn't let these folks come in that said they were apostles because they had a discerning spirit and they said, no, not in here. All right. He said, for they were imposters. Yes. I also know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name. And man, this, I mean, this, what, this, is, this is quite a church. This, is, this, this church is working. It is doing everything that you think that it needs to do. Men, it's kind of like you, you go to work and you come home and you do everything you possibly can to, uh, to keep the family going. He's a good guy. This guy here takes the kids to the to those practices and does. He's a good guy. Good guy. Most women be proud of this dude. All right. He goes on and says, "Yet you have not become discouraged." And you have all the things you went through. You went through trials and tribulations, and you stayed right in there. You didn't get discouraged. You kept doing the work. This is a good church. This is a good family. You think God, God, I know he's pleased with this. He is pleased with this family. Okay, he's pleased with this man because he's working it. Hmm. Okay? He says in verse 4, but I have this against you. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You reading that right? Yeah, but I have this against you. You have what? Abandon the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Whoa. You're doing the stuff but you don't love me like you used to love me. You let, you let the relationship get dull. That's right. You're doing all that stuff. People do it in church. They go to church and they do all the things in church and say, and it's one thing we need to see. I'm serving the Lord. And I say, what dish does he like? But anyway, I'm serving. Come on. You're, you're supposed to be, no, you're supposed to be serving people. You right. see, worshiping him. But he's saying here, you abandon. And wait a minute. The passionate love that you had for me at the beginning, not just love, but a passionate love. When you first got connected with me, when you first got saved, you had that passionate love for me. You couldn't Bible study, church, you meditated, you read, uh, all the, you done all of the things at the beginning. He said, but you abandoned it. You let it get dull. You let it get dull. You with me? Yeah. And I've got different versions because I want to make sure we get that. King James says in verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. I used to be your first love. Now you love Mahomes more than me. play. <laughs> You have a chief's sweatshirt on. 
but you left your ring at home. That's right. Come on. Because you was having a boys' night out, boys' day. Are you with me? Okay, you knew it was going to go there. Y'all know me. You knew it wasn't going to be that easy. You see? Here we go. The message says it this way. But you walked away from your first love. You walked away from your first love. Why? What's going on with you anyway? What's wrong with you? You walked away from your first love. What's going on with you? I'm still the same. I'm still the same. What happened to us? Why did you walk away? You said you loved me. You know, sometimes we, we forget that scripture where Jesus says, Jesus says unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Mm-hmm. You see? That's what he's saying here. Yeah. You used to love me mm-hmm. with your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit. What happened? Hmm. Have you ever, some of you have been in that situation where somebody said they love you. Mm-hmm. You see? What happened? There's some of you sitting in here. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have to be spouses. No. Right. It can be mothers. Mm-hmm. Fathers. Yeah. Yes. Brothers, sisters, friends. Mm-hmm. What happened? You said you had my back. That's right. And when in my worst moment, where were you? That's right. When I needed you, where were you at? You said you loved me. We used to be buddies. We used to do everything together. And we used to talk. And what happened to this relationship? You know, God has feelings, just like we have feelings. Some of you have been here know what I'm talking about. You've been hurt and wounded and bruised because somebody started out with you. But when you really needed them, they fleed. And there's nothing more painful than for somebody to tell you something and they start out with it and then it turns cold. That's right. All right, here we go. Life Recovery says it this way. You don't love me or each other Here's what I want as to you talk did at first. He's talking, now he's talking about the church. It's the church. You don't love me or each other. Mm-hmm. How can you be a church calls himself a church family. Right. We're supposed to love each other. That's right. And it's a love in spite of, not because of. That's right. the, the most safest place you ought to be able to go is church. That's right. At your worst times in your life, you know where you need to go? The church. That's right. You see, when you've committed a sin, you know where you need to go? The church. Because do you all don't know this, maybe, but I can give you this that you can do. Do you know a lot of people come up after church when the Isaacs are here and they pray for healing? Do you know, according to the scriptures, they can actually pray for your forgiveness? That's right. 
says the anointing oil on you and heal you, and your body will be healed and you'll be forgiven. So sometimes where, when I'm at my worst moment, when I've sinned, I shouldn't be scared or embarrassed to go where? To the church. To the church. That's right. Because there's one place I should be, I know that I should go, I could go, is the church. And what's happening to the church now, there's too much gossip, backbiting, and undermining in churches. Too many who's looking at who and who's about who. No, we about Christ over here. That's right. Isn't that right? That's right. No big U's. Little O's, no little O's. Little I's, whatever it is. I'm the one that started now. I forgot what it was, all right? <laughs> I get all up beside this. It bothers me when people say they love me. What do you mean by that? What is your love? Come on. You see? All right. Read that one again because I like that. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Man, when you first went to church, you couldn't wait to get to church to fellowship with the brothers and the sisters in the church. What happened? You got to gossiping. Somebody said something. Something happened. Come on. Because you have that in church. Okay, next one. And finally, from the Amplified, it says, You have lost the depth of love that you had for me at You're, first. The depth of love that you had for me first. You see? Let's go with life. 20s. Some of these people get married in their 20s. They get married in their 30s. They're just on fire. Everything's good. They just really got it going on. Right? And then uh, midlife crisis comes in. Teach. Teach. Don't laugh, women. Teach. Menopause comes in. That's right. Right? <laughs> right? Body changes. Teach. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? You see, things start swaying. Do you love me to sing? Do you love me to sing? You see, let me tell you, one of the biggest mistakes that people make in relationships is forgetting who they were when they started. Teach. When you say you love this, that's why I'm not one to stay with me. It, sometimes I get nervous when people say they want to join the church. Mm -hmm. They get all emotional and they want to join the church. You're making a commitment. Yeah, right. And once you do that, you're committed. Mm -hmm. Somebody say something to them, an usher or security, they leave church. That's right. They let somebody else put the fire out. We love our pastor, but he said something I didn't like. He's, he's voting for Trump. Not really, but I mean, we love our, we love our pastor. And if he did, it ought to be all right. That's right. You see what I'm talking about? One little thing, one mistake, puts the fire out in that relationship that was on fire. You know what people, talk to some of you, you married couples in here. You know what you lose? You know what 
Let me talk to church folks first. Do you know what God really wants from you? To praise him and to worship him. That's how you romance God. You praise him and worship him. That's how you romance him. Do you know what we need from each other? To praise each other. Worship, but not the same type of worship we're talking about. That's what we want from each other. What happens is when the relationship gets dull, we forget to romance that person. The romance comes out. Thank you, hon. The romance comes out. Yes. You look great. If, if, if you ask someone, do you love me? Do you love your wife? Yeah, man, she cooks. Mm. Yeah, man. She takes care of the kids. No, I didn't ask you, did you love what she was doing? I'm asking you, do you love her? I'm asking you, do you love your husband? Well, he's a, good, he's, a, he's, he's a good worker. He works hard and he brings his money on home. I didn't ask you, did you love what he does? I asked you, do you love him? You see? People talk too much about what God does for them. Do you just love God because of what he does for you? Or do you love God because who he is? You see? Yeah. That's why he was upset at that church, because people, they, they forgot they were doing all of the maintenance stuff, but they didn't love him the way he wanted to be loved, because he wanted to be romanced, and he wanted to be worshipped and praised. And he said, if you don't get it together, I'm going to pull this candlestick out of here. You see? And I tell people all the time that praise and worship is the best time in the church for you, because that is God's... That's the gift you give God right. when you praise and worship yes. you. When you're listening to me, I'm giving you knowledge or wisdom, all right? That's for you. But God wants you to praise and worship him. He wants you to feel the same way about him when you first gave your life to Christ and you were excited about being born again and being filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants that relationship to sing, and this church lost that. They were doing the stuff but they weren't loving him the way they used to love him. He was upset about it. Am I doing all right? You only got a few more minutes of this with us. We don't want to be that church. And we don't want to be them shaky friends. We tell somebody we love them, we love them. We don't love them because of what they do for us, we love them because of who they are. And see, and look at me. Y'all love me, you got to love my flaws. That's right. Yes. Amen. It's got to be a whole thing. That's right. You can't love the good, can't, you can't love me in pieces. That's right. Nobody in here wants to be loved in pieces. That's right. God doesn't love you in pieces. He loves the good and the bad and the ugly. Amen. He loves you whole. You understand what I'm talking about? That's right. You understand about? And he don't want you loving him in pieces. That's right. He wants you to love him. Even when he chastises you, the Bible says, he wants you to love him the same. You see? All right. Okay. Now back to verse 5 from the Passion. Thank you. He reminds him, says, think about how far you've fallen. And we need to think about how far you've fallen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes couples need to sit down. Friends may need to sit down and talk about what happened. Mm -hmm. We used to be better than this. That's right. What got in here that divided us? What, what, 
who threw some cold water on a real hot relationship? What happened? Why is it hard to go to church now? Why is it hard to read the Bible now? Why is it hard to call one of the church members up and pray for them? You understand? He said, I think about how far you, we need, it could be in here today. There's some friends in here. Y'all might need to make some telephone calls. Say, wait a minute, pastor's right. We ain't where we used to be. We've fallen too far. Mm. Let's get back. I'm mad at mama. Some of you young ones in there that's got mothers. All right, I'm mad at mama because mama said such and such. Mama's got a right to have opinion. Have you forgot she birthed you? You may not agree with mama, but she loves you the same. That's right. You should need to love her the same. Grandma, husband, wives, boy, brothers, sisters, that's how it works. You see? Okay. The message called it a Lucifer fall. Now the church can have a Lucifer fall. This church is so busy doing projects, they've fallen out of love with each other. It happens. Like too much stuff going on. And it got in between how we feel about each other. We ain't got to agree. You love somebody, you don't have to agree with them. They don't have to agree with you. I'm going to love Sister Gwen in spite of them ugly pictures she has in the living room. <laughs> and then when I tell her, Gwen, them pictures are ugly, she reminds me of, uh, I think your room is downstairs, the man case. <laughs> are you with me? That's right. Okay. And I do this. Oh, that's true. No, we, we play like that. We are like that. The pictures are ugly to me. She could care less the pictures are ugly to me. You see? Because she tells me to go down there and look at the Green Bay Packers things downstairs, right? See, that's, that's her turn. And we, we laugh. And I can say, and I really don't like those pictures. For real. You know? And she really don't like maybe down what I got downstairs. But love means it works for her. That's right. Love means that works for me. And it gives her joy. Then I'm, I have joy and laugh because she's really happy and content and makes sure I'm healthy. That's right. That's right. We ain't going to let some pictures cause us to fall apart. That's right. McDonald's ain't that good. All right, keep going. That's right. All right, keep going. The Bible goes on to say, repent and do the works of love. You did it first. There's some people in here. Y'all look at me. There's some people in here I know for a fact need to do it with God, and they need to do it with some family members. Okay? Two ways. You need to do it with God and some family members, and then there's some family members you need to get rid of and friends you need to get rid of because they're blocking the love that you have for God Amen. because you attended more to them than you are to God. Right. Because some people are so needy, they'll take the too much out of you and they'll take what God's part from you. And you better know that. 
right. And that's what that church was doing. It was, it was doing all the needy stuff, helping all the needy people. And it lost its passion and love for God. Okay. He then said, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place of influence if you do not repent. He said, hey, I'm getting ready to move that. If you don't repent, I'm going to go on to the next one. Although, to your credit, you despise the practices of the Nicolaitans. See, they were doing some of the things right. Yes, but you can do a lot of things right, but if you don't have the love and the passion of love with it, mm -hmm. God's not pleased with you. No, that's right. I, I go to church. I pay my tithes. And God's saying, yeah, you're supposed to do that. But where's your heart when it comes to me? That's right. Okay. What he's saying, it says in verse 7, the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully. Now, now listen. The one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what I listen to. Me. You know what that tells me? Pastor, everybody ain't hearing you. That's right. But the ones that are hearing you, listen carefully. All right? And the King James says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. That's right. What that means is everybody in church ain't got an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Because, see, some people come to church for the wrong reasons. You see, some folks come to church to get a hot date. Oh, yeah, they do. Come on. Oh, yeah. You see, no, please. You know, Christians make get me sick, make me sick sometimes. Come on. Like, come on. You see, you see, you know, I know how it is. I used to run the streets and with all that. I went and got me a church girl. Thank the Lord. Because th them others ain't going to be dealing with cancer and all the things that go right. along with that. Thank right. the Lord. They ain't going to be around no 53 years, maybe three years with one, five with the other. But they ain't going to be, they're not going to be here. Stay with me. There are friends in this church that I have been friends with for years. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody needs this in here. That's right. I thank God for some of the friends and people. There are people in this church that's been, been with me longer than some of y'all been alive. That's right. The Ponders have been me close to, got to be 40 something years. 40 what? 43 years. Now that's love. We had an Easter service once on 290 to end and it was raining in the ceiling fell. They were there. Then, but y'all don't see nothing but this. And I appreciate them. Amen. All right, come on. I'm ready to let you go here in a minute. He goes on and says, to the one who overcomes, I will give access to feast on the fruit of the tree of life. So you want, you got to overcome some stuff. You got to overcome some stuff. And then he says, I'll get you back and now you can have, you can eat from this tree. God's doing his part loving you or you doing your part loving him. That's right. All right. Again, back to the scripture he read earlier from Matthew 22 and 37. Jesus says unto us, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Y'all know how I am. You know, it says love the neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. I know some people that say, they say I love you, Pastor. I'm good. That's right. Because I'm looking how you love you. I'm good. That's right. Y'all blessed because I love me some Johnny Fields. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But there, oh, there's some folks, I'm telling you, you look at them and you say, they're going to love, they say, I'm going to love you like I love me. I'm good. That's right. This is strong. This is strong, people. And this is, I'm going to do the last one here. I'll do it. Revelations 3, 15 and 16. I'm talking about dull, what God thinks of a dull relationship. You can go ahead and read it. I know your deeds. You, I know you go to church, pay your tithes. That you're neither cold nor hot. But you're neither cold or hot. I wish you were either one or the other. Said either love me or don't love me. You're neither cold or hot. Here we go. So because you are lukewarm. And nothing worse than a lukewarm person. You, you, you know that? A lukewarm handshake, a lukewarm hug. A lukewarm relationship. What does God think of that? And lukewarm is neither hot nor cold. Wow. He said he'd be hot or cold. Love me all the way or don't love me. I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. That's what he told the church. He said love you all the way. And you know, sometimes it's all right now. This is from the gospel of Johnny. If you don't get yourself together, me and you're going to be through. Because I ain't, ain't dealing with this sometimey thing. You either, we either going to be friends or we ain't going to be friends. We're going to take care of each other or we're going to be separated from each other. But we're not going to have huh, a lukewarm relationship. That's right. You hot one time, cold the next time, every time I call you, I don't know what kind of feelings you got. But you need to get it together and love me or don't love me. That's right. Period. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's right. Amen. Amen.